Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to Locatora Radio. This is Dios FM. And this is Mala Munoz. Welcome back um, once again for another capítulo of Brown yes. Girl Hour. Thank you for tuning in. This is capítulo 15. I can't believe it already. I'm it's so been excited. It's been so much fun. It has been. so many. It's good. our 15. Oh my oh God. My God. <laughs> oh How did we miss that? Oh my God. We should I'm so have, upset oh God, right I'm now. Upset. This feels like my quinceanera. I never had a quinceanera, and I'm still <gasps> bitter about it. Tonight. Tonight. No, we cannot do tonight. It's Jessica's night. Oh, <laughs> Another well, night. We're going to talk about this later. Yes. Okay. It's a milestone, so, an accidental milestone. Wow, oh my God. Oh, I'm a little upset. I know, I know. Okay. It's okay. We'll we're talk gonna, about this later. Yeah, we're going to come back so, to it. So if you're tuning in for the first time, we are Locatora Radio. We are a podcast, more than a podcast, where we celebrate mm-hmm. the brilliance legacies of women and femmes of color. 
more, way more than a podcast. Way more than a We're podcast. a radiophonic novella, girl. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so we um, have two very, very, very adorable special guests here today. We're so excited. Um, and let's go ahead and introduce our guests and get started. Yes, let's do it. So we have two beautiful, brilliant artists, ladies from Let's Give, and we're going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, um, I'm La Morenita. Hey, I'm Mandy, aka Dandy Mandy. Hey. What up? I, I know a lot, a lot of people know of Dandy Mandy because you have a following, girl. A yeah. following. It's yeah, impressive. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. <laughs> so tell us about Let's Give, tell us about yourselves. Okay, um, I started Let's Give when I was 15. Um, I'm 18 now, so it's been it's been a bit of work. Um, I was, when, when we started it, it was kind of like I was giving all of my life, and I really wanted to create a platform for millennials to break out of these stereotypes that have been building up against us, mm -hmm. saying that we're very self-centered and that we're selfish, and I wanted to give, you know, other, my peers and kids of my, um, my age and above to to have the opportunities to, to give back to our community and like prove to people that we're not selfish yeah that's mm -hmm. amazing and y'all have been going strong you all y'all just had an event and a culture show mm -hmm. not too long ago that yeah. we were actually at mm -hmm. radio where we were doing street interviews there also um so that's so amazing Thank that y'all started that i know you have a really strong support system i know you have your mama that's like your ride or die yeah right so yeah. We That's started amazing. it together. Um, I kind of had the blueprint, and I brought it to my best friend at the time, and he had the people. So we put two and two together, and we've been running for about a year and a half now. And um, we've, we've done a lot. I'm very proud of my team. Yeah, can you tell us some of the things that you've done in the past, maybe few months or mm -hmm. year even? We did a Tribe Called Culture that mm -hmm. you guys are at. Um, we are building the next one. That should be coming very soon. And then we've um, fed in Skid Row, um, the numbers are escaping my mind right now, but we've done Skid Row runs, we've um, donated shoes to middle schools in Watts, and um, clothes to families in Compton. So uh, we try to help our immediate community, but we've also given um, clothes to, like warm clothes to the water protectors in North Dakota, and we also raise funds to give water to Flint, Michigan, mm -hmm. and um, soon we'll be going to Guatemala. That's amazing. So let's talk about that. Um, the You're going to Guatemala soon, so yes. let's tell, tell us, uh, tell our listeners about it. What inspired it? Well, that's because it's going to be my birthday <laughs> in August, <laughs> and um, I was like talking to them about wanting to go somewhere, because like Vegas ain't really like my type of scene mm -hmm. you know a lot of people like for their 21st like want to hit Vegas and I'm like nah like I want to go somewhere and my thing I, I've always wanted to visit every single site there is with like um like indigenous you know like pyramids like any uh -huh. ruins and stuff like that's my goal and um at first I was thinking Machu Picchu I mentioned Tikal and then they started talking about like remember we're Guatemalan like we, we could go, we, let's go right. to Guatemala. Like, we'll take you to Tikal. And I was just like, no, for real. And they're like, no, for real, like, let's go. <laughs> and I was just like, let's do this. And then that's how it all started. And we we're like, okay, we're gonna make a trip out of this. And then we just kind of thought, well, like, part of Let's Give is the global aspect. And we were mm -hmm. thinking like, okay, we're going to Guatemala, let's handle the global, the global part. And um, we figured we're gonna do something to, uh, 
raise money to give back to the community in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. And that thing is Let's Taco. Mm -hmm. That's our next upcoming event. It's going to be on June 25th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in Manhattan Beach. And um, K-Day is going to be playing music. Amazing. We're going to be selling tacos, um, elotes, aguas, fre aguas frescas. Um, and I think we're going to be doing ticket giveaways, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, yeah, so if y'all want to come through, support all the money, or... 50% is going to Let's Give, Okay. 50% is going to Guatemala. Okay, 50% is going to Let's Give, um, so we could keep doing these events and stuff. And then the other 50% is going towards uh, Guatemala. And then if for any reason you can't make it, you can always donate to our PayPal. So all the info for all that is on the Let's Give Instagram page, which is let's.give. Okay, amazing. Mm -hmm. Are you on any other social media sites yet or just Instagram? We are on Twitter at Let's Give Crew. Um, we have a Snapchat, mm -hmm. let's.give. Yeah. yeah, we have a Snapchat, let's.give. Our Instagram is let's.give. And our Twitter is Let's Give Crew. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, you have accomplished so much in such a short period of time. Thank like, you. that's really incredible. Now, who all helps to make the organization actually move? Do you have volunteers? Do you have like interns? Like, how does the organization, the footwork, you know? We have a full, full team, like a yeah. full work task with multiple different divisions. Um, we have directors and assistant directors and commissioners of each division. Um, my mom is a huge help with the whole thing, and then and mom, mom is here. Mom, mom is, is here. here. Yeah, mom is, here. mom is always here. Um, I love her. Um, Me too. <laughs> I'm the adopted daughter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have a full blown team, and then when it comes to like days of the events, um, we always open it up to volunteers. Um, and yeah, yeah. We have I think our team is like over thirty people on wow. our team right now, and we. We are opening positions soon, so we'll be oh, getting more people soon. Amazing. Yeah. And y'all, I know that y'all aren't specifically, um, you're not limited to the South Bay, but mm -hmm. right now y'all are kind of, that's your hub, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, we run it out of my house in mm -hmm. Hawthorne, and then we have people going all the way from Long Beach to um, Inglewood. Like, we have, like, yeah, a lot of it was built out of the nucleus of like Torrance and okay. Manhattan Beach and stuff but um, I recently moved back to the city that I grew up in so then I was able to con contact more people that I grew up with to come and join so we're, we're spreading out yeah that's yeah. amazing I love Such it a big network already and would you say your team is predominantly youth are there adults like who's you know like the heart and soul of the org it's mm -hmm. all it's all youth. youth my mom is the only adult um and she's kind of there to just make sure that we are a well-oiled machine but mm -hmm. we make all the decisions we run the money we um we take care of everything she's just there to like keep an eye on us yeah yeah oh my gosh that's really incredible thank you yeah, it, i think the youngest member is 14 and our oldest member is man yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so like oh, 21, yeah. 22 Would be, is okay. our oldest. Yeah. That's wonderful. Youth run for youth. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. Oprah needs to hear about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we need to write some letters. Yeah, I feel like everyone needs to hear yeah. about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And do you see yourselves like continuing with this project as you get older, you go to college, you whatever ventures you end up, you know, 
um, seeking out. Do you see this being like a long-term part of your lives? Let's yeah. give. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually, well, not deferred, but I chose to stay here to go to a community college so that I can continue running instead of going to my dream college in Chicago. Oh wow. Yeah. And college, well, it will always it will be, be there, there. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Yeah, that's why <laughs> I was like, I'd rather, I'd rather stay here in LA and build up, you know, in my home and yeah. build this up. There's a lot of movement happening in LA and I went to Santa Barbara and I wasn't ready, you know, to leave at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thankful that I got that out of the way, but you know, there's a lot of movement happening here in LA and I'm glad that y'all are a part of it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Thank I you. mean, I'm so excited to see how this grows and what you all get into because even the event that we went to at the high school, which I cannot pronounce the name of this high school. Losinger yeah. High School. Losinger. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun. We had such a great time. There were so, so many happy. youth. It was, it blew my mind. Like yeah. it was so beautiful. I'm very fashionable. Yeah. So I was fashionable. telling them like when oh, I was Lord. sitting in the crowd, like I almost wanted to cry because I grew up uh, like the school that I went to. They were it was very like white dominated. Yeah. So being in a crowd and like looking out into a crowd just like full of like POC, like it was the most beautiful yeah. thing because I never yeah. experienced that in school and like mm-hmm. it, you know it was a high school auditorium and it just like the crowd and the vibe was like there was so much soul in every person there. Yeah, and it, it hit me more ho- close to home, especially because that was the high school I was supposed to go to. Um, and then I, my mom made me move because at the time when I was getting into high school, it wasn't the best yet. Mm-hmm. Um, now it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like my parents went there and they're known for like race riots and stuff, and we were able to come. And unite at that school especially so that had like so much symbolism to me yeah like black and brown unity through art at this notorious school so that that was really touching for me amazing i love it wow <laughs> y'all are so inspiring thank you thank you They had to run because they're busy. Yes, they are busy making moves. Yes, making lots of moves. We're so impressed by them. They're so cute. They're amazing. Um, And they're Alma. Yeah, (laughs) that was her. (laughs) Alma. (laughs) Alma is super dope. She's She's an amazing like mama, an amazing human being. So we're really lucky that we got to meet her and connect with her. And And they brought us a gift. They did bring us a gift. We will open that later. Yes, we will. So thank you to La Morerita, Alma, and Mandy of Let's Give for being here today. Yes. Um, (laughs) So we have some pretty heavy content for the day. Yes. Right, which is why our first little segment was short and sweet Mm -hmm. um, to Mm kind of, you know, be able to get into this. Um, Right. So... But I think before we do that, do we want to do shout birthday shout-outs or yeah, we want to wait till the end? We can do that. Yeah. Okay. 
So not too long ago, it was Maritza's birthday. Maritza of the Mommy Collective. Maritza of the Mommy Collective. So happy birthday, girl. We got to celebrate at a at a brewery, and we had a lot of fun and all of that. So happy, happy birthday. belated birthday. Yes. Um, and also congratulations congratulations to Gato. To Gato, also of the Mommy Collective. Also of the Mommy Collective. <laughs> For graduating yesterday from UCLA, she received her master's. Yes, advanced degree, bitch, advanced degree. Yeah, she's out there mm-hmm. getting that degree. So we are so proud of her, so happy for her, and we're going to celebrate her later. Yes, also. we are. So excited. And it's Jessica's birthday. Yes, her birthday is next Friday, the 23rd. Yeah, Jessica yeah. Salgado. Mm-hmm. Um, you know her, poet, poet, phenom. Also of the Mommy Collective. Also of the Mommy Collective. <laughs> we have a, a deep roster. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we're actually celebrating her birthday tonight. It's mm-hmm. Saturday the 17th. So, I think so, right? yeah. Whatever day it is. I don't know what today is. Right. So we're going to be celebrating later. So we just want to give quick shout outs to our homegirls that help us with the podcast, support us, yeah. are down for us. We're down for them. We love them. So homegirl love. To them. Comadre love. Yeah. Love Sisterhood. It's like Sisterhood. without it, what would we be? Bored. Yeah. Sad. Mm-hmm. Stressed out. Yeah. By Dehydrated. All the Dehydrated. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. All the bad things I don't want to be. Right. Um, yeah. So love to them. Love to all of them. So um, it's been a rough couple of weeks. It's been a rough 2017. Rough. Yeah, girl. Real rough. It got real immediately as soon as right away january immediately got real and most recently this week what's been going on is um you know uh just continuing oppression continuing anti-blackness white supremacy white supremacy rape culture um it never sleeps it never stops nope um we just have to kind of try and catch our breath in between Mm -hmm. you know crisis and in between each catastrophe and try and keep it going right so this week, um, uh, they wrapped up the trial for an officer in Minnesota, a police officer, and I think his name was Officer Yanez. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, if you all re- will remember, um, via Facebook Live, a video surfaced of Officer Yanez um, shooting and killing a African-American man, a black man, right. named Philando Castile. His girlfriend was in the past, was in uh, was in the car with him, and so was their um, small daughter. I think she was like four years old mm-hmm. when Officer Yanez pulled them over um, and ended up uh, shooting and killing Philando Castile. And uh, Philando Castile's girlfriend, Diamond Phillips, recorded the entire thing, the attack, right. the entire attack, the murder. She recorded the murder on Facebook Live, and um, I'm pretty sure most people ended up seeing it. Yeah. So what ended up happening now, about a year later, this week, um, they wrapped up the trial of Officer Yanez, and he was acquitted of all charges, so right. they found him not guilty. Um, Philando Castile's mother spoke um, in Minnesota about mm-hmm. you know, the fact that that state and the city that they were in that they were responsible for the murder of her son, of Philando. Um, And so the question is, right, how are there all these homicides of of black people, but there's never anyone found guilty? Right, there's nobody, there's, yeah, there's no one held accountable, nobody found guilty. Nobody is responsible. So there's been a lot of conversation, you know, on Twitter, of course, 
um, on the internet, on Instagram, about continuing functions of white supremacy and anti-blackness. Right. And today, we thought it important to always to talk about these issues, of course, to always talk about anti-blackness, but mo more pertinent right now is the fact that the officer who killed Philando Castile was a non-black Latino man. Right. Police officer. Yes. And so, you know, of course, there are calls for us to call our community in, call our community out as Latinos in general, and especially Latinos who are not black, who do not present as black, who do right. not live as black people and bear the, that brunt of white supremacy. Yeah. Um, because it was somebody from our community, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Who committed this act. Mm -hmm. So that's why we wanted to, to bring it up and talk about it today yeah. because we want our listenership to engage in this conversation about Latinidad and anti-blackness. Yeah, and that's so prevalent in our communities. And we know that in Latin America, there are a lot of Afro-Latinos, and, and it's also denied constantly. Right. right? Any type of heritage of um, any type of African descendants in, in Latin America, it's always denied. There's right? a lot of erasure. Yes. So I actually wanted to bring something from um, the Gran Barones. They're a New York-based um, collective mm -hmm. for um, queer men, okay. right? Queer Chicanos, Latinos, Latinexes. Um, and they shared this really great post about um, anti-blackness in, in the Latino, Latinx community. So I just right. wanted to read it. Um, the author is named Miguel Garcia, and he is a native Detroiter and Chicano queer mental and sexual health advocate. So I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Um, it's on Facebook. We can share it um, on Twitter and all that. I've seen it on Twitter, and yeah. I think Queer Chicano Chisna also shared it. Right. So can we talk about how the killer cop, Jeronimo Yanez, is Mexican-American? While not white, this terrible example of pathological anti-blackness demonstrates to us that white supremacy can use non-black people of color to uphold its systems of oppression. I know for certain that my fellow Mexicans can personally attest to the abundance of anti-blackness that exists in our community. Jeronimo murdered Philando, and I've not heard any of my woke Latinx or Mexican friends say a peep. He's a monster, right? He's also your brother, uncle, and cousin. Y'all, this is where the ally work matters. Jeronimo, a brown man, was acquitted not because of his innocence, but because the 10 white jurors were able to identify with his light-skinned Latinx version of anti-blackness and established an intersectional kinship built on hatred for black people. While not always wielding a gun, members of our community routinely express and enact anti-blackness. This happens through words and actual violence. Philando's case may be extreme, but it is not unusual. As Latinx folks who often benefit from a hierarchy of racism, we must be vigilant and dutiful in confronting anti-blackness in others and ourselves. As allies for black liberation, the the honest is on us to do coalition work and be willing to sacrifice privilege and relationships in pursuit of the struggle. As a queer Chicano, I don't take responsibility for the existence of white supremacy, but I certainly admit that I can do more to confront anti-blackness around me and within myself. As Philando Girlfriend's Diamond stated, he was pulled over because per Officer Yanez, he was a wide nose, he, he had a wide nose and looked like a suspect. God help America, she continued. Yes, God help America, but also let us Latinx folks help each other confront and act on the problem. This time, the problem is ours. There it is. Yeah, plain gotta, English. Gotta clean up the mess. Big mess. This is this is ours to <coughs> to de dismantle, to yeah, deconstruct. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I mean, 
I think that it's really, really, really telling that there are certain sorts of, you know, there's that saying, hit dogs holler. There are certain yeah. triggers that bring out really that real ugliness in our communities, in the Latino mm-hmm. community. We see it every time. There's some type of, um, like we've been noticing, we see a new video maybe from a group like Me Too, right? Mm-hmm. That's featuring queer Latinos, queer yes. Latinexes. And all of the homophobes and the transphobes, they come, yeah. they come. It's sickening. It's sickening. And they show up, but specifically we see them showing up in swarms and droves right. when it's queer Latinxes being centered in right. media somehow. Yes. Right. And the Latinidad and the queerness, mm-hmm. a connection being made between the two. Right. And what, what they see as their media, right? Mm-hmm. There's no place for queer folk in their media. Right. right? It's theirs. And Latino, I, exactly. normative, right? Normative, heteronormative Latino. Yes. Not Latinx. No. And they hate the, the X in yes. Latinx. Because, quote, bastardizing exactly. an already perfect language. The colonizer's right. language. There's so much. That's another There's capitulo. so much. But I, all of that to say, hit dogs holler, and they come out when there mm-hmm. are certain triggers. So the queer phobia brings them out. And then when black people are killed mm-hmm. by police. And mm-hmm. when we see anti-blackness systemically, we see... Um, the consequences of systemic anti-blackness. I think that Latinx communities do a lot, do a lot to sort of victim blame right. black people, mm-hmm. to talk shit about black people. Mm-hmm. Um, where, in whatever context we're talking about, it can be in the United States, U.S. Latinx is doing it, mm-hmm. or in Latin America, in right. Latin American media, right? Shitting on Afro Latinos and mm-hmm. and indigenous folks. and indigenous folks. So the problem is there. Mm -hmm. There's a constant denial of racism within our own communities. But we see, we see, we see it. We see it on the micro and the macro. On the micro and the macro. You know, I mean, all of us were raised with, on some level or another, with anti-blackness being taught to us from Mm -hmm. our parents. Mm -hmm. How many Latinxes can say, Oh yeah, my family, my mom and my grandma, all the babies, they pinch everyone's mm-hmm. noses so that your nose doesn't come out wide. Right. Or the first thing they ask is esta blanco. Exactly. Right. That's yeah. like that's like I would say like 95% of fa- of non-black yeah. families or of not, of Latino mm-hmm. families in general. Right. Or growing up, you know, if you're maybe of a darker complexion and you're Latino, you're told not to be in the sun. Yeah. Right? Or put some black some black on porque no te quieres hacer más prieto uh-huh. right that's very common to hear yeah so it, it, we grow up with that right we grow up with and, it. and it takes us a long time to unlearn or maybe even question like wait a second that's not there's something deeper there right exactly but that's how normalized it is that's how normalized it is it's very normative very normative anti-blackness being um, a Chicana Mexican American it's really interesting to me like cuz I w- did a lot of like study and research about like Afro-Mexicanidad, especially when I was in college, because it, ha- it had a lot to do with my capstone about how Afro-Mexicans have been represented in Mexican art and muralism throughout mm-hmm. the ages, physically showing up images of Afro-Mexicans, but on a national level, a, a, a cultural denial mm-hmm. of blackness in Mexico. And it's sort of like, I, I saw that, that, that cognitive dissonance, that denial mm-hmm. come into play when I would talk to my grandma and other older members of my family who grew up in Mexico, and I would ask them, like, oh, like, 
you know, there's black people in Mexico, yeah? There's Afro-Mexicans. And everyone would say, oh, no, 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 there's none. There's no black Mexicans. There's no, we have no African heritage. Mm -hmm. There's no um, Afro-Mexicanos. But then I would, I would take it a step further and get specific. And I would say, well, aren't there a lot of like Afro-Mexican communities like on the coast and yeah. in Guerrero? and in Veracruz and then they would go oh well yeah I mean there yes <laughs> so they know, so they know. Yeah. but they deny automatically right. the first inclination is to deny mm -hmm. I think which is so telling there, yeah. it, there's so much erasure that happens and it's so like psychological mm -hmm. a lot of it you yeah. know the the immediate need to distance mm -hmm. one's entire community and culture from mm -hmm. blackness and for what mm -hmm. right yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah, that makes me think about because while I was studying in Peru, it was very similar. I was studying a lot about um, Afro Peruanos and how folks from you know the continent of Africa were enslaved, and Peru was one of the countries that they were taken to. Yeah, right? they were kidnapped to every right? Latin American country. Pra practically every Latin American yeah. country, and um, so there's like small like pueblos por decir on the outskirts of Lima. Mm -hmm. Um, that were built by folks that were enslaved there and like once they were quote like freed right um, they created these little homes outside of Lima you know so yeah. not even and very just like makeshift type of homes type of communities which we can see a lot a lot of um, yet you know peruanos and I speak for my for my family don't want to talk about there being afro latinos or afro peruanos in our family you know so it's just, like you said a very uh -huh. cognitive dissonance erasure like we forget or yeah. they forget. And let's be clear, like, we, although I would, I'm going to say that basically all Latinos, especially non-black Latinos, grow up with an under, some level of awareness of anti-blackness yeah. because it's in the language that our parents use and that our grandparents use and it's in like their teachings. It, unfortunately, in a lot of ways, there's this sort of like, well, juxtaposition that's being done yeah. right and that's why the anti-blackness is so persistent because they need an other to juxtapose us exactly. against right? right in the midst of white supremacy and mm -hmm. colonization and all these things mm -hmm. so we all have this in our ear but i didn't I, I didn't like wasn't really like awakened to it or put words to it until i really started being exposed to the work of bad dominicana yeah. right i think a lot of of Latinos of our generation, Latinxes, have who are on the internet, who are online, yeah. have only learned about Afro Latinidad, about blackness in Latin America, and about racial hierarchies and anti-blackness amongst non-black Latinos because of the internet and because yes. of Afro Latinas like doing Dominicana the doing the work and teaching us about yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it because absolutely, that is where I have learned a lot about the racial hierarchies yeah. in Latin America. It's because of that Dominicana. And she, she talks about this a lot, how as an Afro-Latina, her history isn't anywhere, right? So people want to come at her like, oh, well, you should know your history or stuff like that. Like, they'll come at her talk, talking about that. And she's like, well, where am I going to find my history if it's never been written? Right, right, right. right. And, and that's, so that's because where we're learning. Erasure. Exactly. Right. So that's where we're learning. Like, there are Afro-Latinas doing amazing work on the internet, talking about their histories, their mm -hmm. experiences, mm -hmm. being black and Latino. Right. So it's important to have the conversation about Afro-Latinidad always because of the erasure and also because 
to remind us that as non-black Latinos, as non-black people of color, no matter where we are, whether we're in the United States mm -hmm. or in Latin America, we are still responsible for perpetuating and enabling and participating in anti-blackness because it occurs no matter what country you're in, yeah. in, in the in the Western Hemisphere, right. essentially. And then you benefit from it as well yes. as a non-black person exactly. of color. Exactly. So non-black Latinos, even if you're brown, even if you're very, very brown, even if you're a dark-skinned brown person, right. you're still not a black person. Correct. You're not being faced with anti-blackness in the face of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. Mm -mm. And we, we cannot enable, like, any sort of thinking that would, like, equate the two or minimize, right, right? like, what anti-blackness no does. There's no time for it. No. You know, and so that officer Yanez was treated just like any other white supremacist, mm -hmm. white police officer mm -hmm. who was treated the same as any of them, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because he was not black. It mm -hmm. didn't matter that he was brown. Mm -hmm. It was just the fact that he wasn't black. Yeah. Is, is gave him that elevation, that step up, gave him license to kill, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Facts. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and you know, to be clear, like, with this content, we're putting it out with the hopes that our listeners are like at a, at a, in a space where you can hear it, engage with it, mm -hmm. and learn and do better and yeah. seek out other information and other sources on this topic. Mm -hmm. Seek out, you know, other writers, authors, thinkers um, of the African diaspora. Yeah, and you it, know, and we've talked about this a lot. Like I remember we talked about Nadia Calmet in our Capitulo Tres. She talks about how the work starts at home, right? Exactly. And this is a perfect example of how the type of violence that we need to undo, the type of anti-blackness that we're raised with, right? right? It needs to start at home if we're gonna deconstruct it, dismantle it. Exactly, and, and she, Nadia, yeah. is Afro-Peruana. Afro-Peruana, if y'all haven't tuned into that episode, you should, um, because she's amazing. She'll also be back soon. That was the Bailando Resistiendo yeah. mm -hmm. capitulo. Yeah. Absolutely, no, it does start at home mm -hmm. because that's where we, as children, we hear it, we learn mm -hmm. it, internalize it, and mm -hmm. then enact you know, mm -hmm. those same abusive and oppressive and racist behaviors mm -hmm. when we're out and about in the world. And then we become adults. And then and we become it adults. And continues and it perpetuates. And then we have children and what happens? It continues. It continues. Perpetual. Or you serve on a jury now yep. for an officer who has killed an unarmed black person, right? Yes. Um, and wh what are you doing? And what systems are you perpetuating? Right. And what does it say that, you know, this, this man, this Latino man, a police officer killed this Philando Castillo, mm -hmm. right? With his daughter and yeah. his partner in the car, and there's actual footage of it happening, and yeah. todavía nada, you know? This is an intersectional feminist issue. Yes, this is, because this is a public health issue, yeah. this is a reproductive rights issue. Everything. Everything, it's it's so important that we talk about it as yeah. women, as women of color, feminist. Yeah. If it, it's not a part of your discussion, then what are you doing? Exactly. So white supremacy and specifically if we're having the conversation about white supremacy being like carried out by law enforcement white supremacy and anti-blackness specifically being carried out by cops vis-a-vis -vis, like the 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 killing of black people mm -hmm. right with permissions with state permission yeah. um and basically with social permission because mm -hmm. a jury acquitted this man recently yeah. so there's social permission there's state permission for police officers to kill black people, right? Mm -hmm. Black women are affected in every yes. scenario. Yes. Because black women are, are also shot down by police. Mm -hmm. It's not only black men, black children get shot by police, yes. right? Um, and when black men and black children are being killed, 
black women are still suffering. Yes. Their moms are, at, their mothers are at the press conferences. Mm -hmm. Their kids don't have mm -hmm. fathers now. Their girlfriends don't have their partner exactly. to co-parent with, right? Um, and we see that it's an intersectional feminist issue because we see the black women consistently, yes. right, showing up, doing the, work. doing the work. Trayvon Martin's mother mm -hmm. is now an advocate against, you know, police violence, violence and anti-blackness. So it's an intersectional feminist issue because in any iteration of this, mm -hmm. of this police violence, the black women are affected. Absolutely. And their children and their partners and their families yeah. are affected. I, I think I, I read that um, his partner, Diamond, that she was like recently arrested for something. She had like some type of assault, right? And I'm like thinking about it, like this woman is suffering from PTSD most right. likely. Absolutely. Right? I would probably be losing my mind. Oh, yeah. You know, like... I have no patience for anybody anymore. No. If someone murders my the father of my child in front of me. In front of me, with my child in the back. With 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 no reason whatsoever. Exactly. For zero reason. Yes. Whatsoever. Yeah, and and that's why I think this is also a public health issue because this is literally traumatizing yeah. entire communities globally and generations. And generations. That's that was multiple generations in Philando Castile's right. car. Exactly. Right. So, Latinos, Latinx folks we not only have to do better, mm -hmm. but we have to stop, yeah. you know, and just like educate ourselves, educate each other, open our ears, listen, listen. Even in our, 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 our biggest movements as Latinx people are around labor and immigration. Yeah. That is where our organizing, um, our manpower goes. Mm -hmm. Immigration and labor. Right, mm -hmm. because those are the issues that tend to affect us the most, and housing. Right. But I would say historically, if we talk about like big movements and protests and marches and organizing, it's around those two issues. And in both issues, we always, always, always are erasing everybody who's not us. Of that intersection as well. Of that intersection as well. Mm -hmm. So immigration you don't see campaigns for nope. afro latinos no. for black immigrants for african immigrants for african immigrants API folks right it's yeah. very mexico centered yes not even necessarily even brought in to really have cognizance and concern for central american immigrants yes. who are facing deportation yes we're very narrow in our activism mm -hmm. um but we're not the only ones affected on this issue but we've made ourselves the face of the issue absolutely nationally absolutely so in in our activism we have to do better and not participate in that erasure mm -hmm. um in labor right there's been an, a history of erasure of Filipinos right. contributing to our labor movement. The Cesar Chavez, Dolores Huerta. Larry Itliang. Yes. Right, and the United Farm Workers. Mm -hmm. And it was Larry Itliang and Filipinos who laid the groundwork they and the did. framework. Um, but we made ourselves the face of it, right? Absolutely. So there's a lot, we have to kind of like shrink a little bit. It's like time to like take a seat and listen and then talk to your people. You know what I mean? Like listen to what Afro-Latinos are saying, black folks are saying, African-Americans are saying, especially about anti-blackness. Yeah. You know? It's like it's like when, when as Latinos or people of color, we tell white people that they're being racist, right? And they're like, yes. no, I'm not, yes. you know? Well, <laughs> actually, you know, this is a time that we have to listen because we probably are being anti-black in some capacity, in some uh -huh. way, because uh -huh. it's so rooted. Yeah. You know, so this is a time to listen. Yeah and then do the work with your community. Right, like true coalition building, because and here's my thing, if you have a problem with 
with the idea of sharing the mic and sharing the stage yep. and sharing space, then you're not, that's not a, that's not radical. It's not revolutionary. It's just not. It's not. It's just not. Mm -mm. And co like coalition building is supposed to be uncomfortable because you're not changing. Mm -hmm. You're not growing. Nothing will happen if it's comfortable, mm -hmm. if it feels good. You know, it should feel uncomfortable because you're unlearning things. Exactly. You know? Undoing. Undoing. Undoing, unlearning. And we're all like folks, we all have trauma and then that's what makes it really difficult, right? We all have trauma. We're all working through shit. Um, we're all trying to pay rent. We're all trying to survive. But people are being killed. People are Black being killed. Black people are being killed. People are being killed. And, and like, if we can, if, if we think that we're capable of changing labor laws and mm -hmm. changing immigration laws and we're mm -hmm. capable of, of impacting change, then let's put that to use. Let's yeah. put that to work. You mm -hmm. know, like you, we cannot as non-black people ever expect anything. Don't expect anything from black people is yeah. what I would say to non-black Latinos. Don't expect anything from black people. Mm -hmm. Don't expect them to show up for you. Don't no. expect them to do work for you because you're not doing shit in mm -hmm. reverse. Right. Right. To, to lessen even the violence that we enact on mm -hmm. black communities. Right. Or black folks within our own community, like black Afro Latinos. Our own communities, exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know, show up, do better, and all, that's that goes for all of us. This yes. is not necessarily a lecture; it's no. us like thinking out loud. Absolutely, you know. Yeah, there's um, other work we have to do. Like my prima and I talk about this all the time, like within our our Peruvian family. Like what the fuck? Like some of the stuff that we hear, and oh we're like, Lord. oh no, oh yeah, oh no, and and that's the thing too, like. There are people that you can share the work with, especially in your own family. Yes, absolutely. It's not, it shouldn't all be you. Don't put that emotional labor on yourself, but this is the time to um, talk about it. This is the time to talk about it. This is the time to talk about it. Um, once again. Yes, thank you for tuning in to another capítulo of Locatora Radio, tuning into Bronco Hour, our accidental quince. Our accidental quince that I still can't believe. We didn't even wow. put two and two together. We need to take our son back to dinner <gasps> and get all cute. I love like it. Like quince dresses. For our quince. Let's do that next week. Okay, when I get back. Yes, when you get back. When I get back. Mala's going on another wonderful vacation that she deserves oh yes yes thank you i'm going to miami because shout out to my lovely dear beautiful friend laurianne laurianne stacy who i love so much we went to college together and um she's fabulous it's her birthday so we're going to miami we're going to be in south beach it's going to be very cute yes. extremely cute i'm excited so. to see all the bikini thong <gasps> photos Girl, summer is my season, and I, I ordered a bunch of bathing suits, and like, I'm just, my ass is going to be out the whole summer. As it should the be. The entire summer. Good. I cannot wait. Good. Um, yeah, I, it's warm in LA now. I was waiting for it to get this warm because minimal clothing is what I like to wear. Ideal. Ideal. I hate wearing jeans. They're uncomfortable. Right. Don't make me wear a coat. Don't, mm -hmm. don't yeah. you do it. <laughs> don't. I don't mind like a nice faux fur, you know, in the winter, but when it's summer, I want it to be hot. Absolutely. And I, I want to wear minimal clothing. And it's nice and hot today. And my thing is, like, I look best when I'm naked. So I Same. like to emulate that vis-a-vis mm -hmm. -vis my clothing, if possible. I agree with you. Why I feel not? the same way. Sometimes I feel like clothes don't just don't do me justice. No. Like, why am I wearing all this clothing? I know, right? Like, yes. ugh. Cramping my style. Getting my <laughs> way. The chafing is off. Anyways. Yeah, too much. Anyways. Clothing is too much. So, yeah. Thank you for tuning Thank in. Thank you for tuning in. 
And uh, we love you. We love you. We'll see you soon. We have new projects coming soon. We have new projects coming soon. Um, Some dates are TBD, so we will share in the future. Make sure you're checking our Instagram. Make sure you're checking our Twitter because there's something really exciting coming. Um, yes. It's like a present for everyone. And ourselves. Included. And ourselves. We're really excited. <laughs> so love you. Miss you. Um, really want to kiss you. <laughs> Besitos. Besitos. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious handwashing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybretza.com.